How can I explain things unseen when I can feel it? How can I attain the answers for questions that linger? Oh, if my mind could wrap around the facts, make them tangible, it'd be easy. Yeah. The way I'm feeling, it's just beyond a Hey everyone. Hi. We are back. Yes. And if you can hear our dog drinking in the background, it's because she's in quarantine. <laughs> she's <laughs> usually we kick the dogs out when we're recording, but Willow we literally have to monitor for the and next ten to fourteen days. She does not have COVID, which would line up with that timeline. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but she did get spayed. So. Which makes us very responsible pet owners. <laughs> yeah, I mean, beyond the fact of not, um, beyond the reason of <laughs> not wanting to have a bunch of uh, golden retriever puppies, although that does sound kind of cool. Yeah, um, in we our can't take that. <laughs> yeah. In our contractor, I remember they would fine us like ten thousand dollars a puppy. I think or it was something. more than yeah. that. It was, it was, cra- it, it was would literally it, bankrupt us for the rest. I of think our it was lives. more like seventy-five thousand yeah. dollars. It was, it was a lot of money because golden retrievers have, on average, like twelve. A litter so yeah yeah we'd, yeah. Be, we'd be done we literally we can't have puppies with this one and honestly Derek and I wouldn't even know what to do <laughs> and I think we're stressed <laughs> enough like the goldfish takes up enough time so yeah. yeah so she went to the vet she's got the cone of shame on um for any Disney fans out there up Doug no okay uh <laughs> so she's got the cone on she's got one of my t-shirts on and girls go through us like so much more than boys do boy dogs Pretty typical I really I yeah mean, it really it stretches across all species all but, species yeah women go through a lot more than men do so she is full-blown in the big ring and she's got the shirt on and we've got to monitor her and right now I'm working from home post our um, vacation so in the mornings I have Willow from like 3 to about 7 a.m and then we have to kind of rotate watching her basically monitoring her so Derek's been taking the night shift yeah so I've been staying up at night all by my lonesome (laughs) (laughs) So I've started to turn back to something which we talked about in the last episode, which is writing and journaling and all that fun stuff. And um, this past, um, I guess, past night or two nights ago, I came up with, I had Beyond a Reason on my mind, as all of you do all the time. (laughs) It's a little aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) I know you're doing this. (laughs) Oh, man. So I was in that kind of mindset, and I just started to riff off a bunch of... um, I don't know, thoughts that somehow gather together into one uh, fluid story. So I'm going to read through it. And then um, at first I, you know, I didn't know if it was even worth an episode, but I think we have some content that's worth delving in on after. So, oh, and I'll uh, just really quickly, because I can't speak. Um, don't feel intimidated because Derek's like a poet. So, you know, as we talked about last week, um, journaling and all of that, I cannot write like Derek can. Like, so don't be intimidated. He's like this really deep, poetic, thoughtful guy. Although he doesn't show emotions very easily when he writes. I mean, the man is just so. Just don't be intimidated because I read it last night and I thought seriously like this is what you did half awake downstairs watching the dog like okay I have to really legitimately put solid thinking into my journaling so just don't be intimidated by this but yes Derek just riffed off as he'll say 
So. Well, that's quite the opening. I hope this lives up to it. Now but, it's going to uh, be horrible. So yeah. <laughs> good luck. So um, I've realized growing in spirituality is all about finding doors. Our ego traps us in these tiny rooms, illusions designed to make us bounce off the walls. Many people live life trapped in these rooms. Until you start to expand your perspective, you can't even comprehend a world beyond your own room. But once you zoom out, your eye spots a door. You may not even have the key yet, but if that door is in your purview, you keep your intention on it. In time, our being reveals a truth, and in that truth is a key to open that door and progress onward. The next room is bigger than the last and feels more true to who you are, but you can't help but think, what if there's another door? The fire that drives you in finding that next door determines how quickly you can find it. And when you do, that process repeats. Each room is more true to who you are, but you know one door leads to something bigger. Enlightenment rises in each room, and that trueness you develop in the, the journey leads you to your ultimate destination. The last door opens when we live in our truest self. In each room, we experience glimpses of the love and joy of that true self. It amplifies along the journey and lessens when we stray off its path. Our creator lives in each of us, and we are a part of our creator. When we enter that final room, we define what that part is and stay in that being eternally. So that's my riff. Ridiculous. <laughs> like when I riff, I'm like, dear diary, I, I love do you. love ice cream. <laughs> yes, I do. For my tummy told me so. <laughs> no, it, it, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, first of all, what inspired you to even write that? I don't think I ever asked you that. Yeah. Like what kind of triggered that? I think um, just with the podcast and all the, I've been trying to be very intentional about, I feel like everyone spends so much time about like your physical body and how you look or your job and the money you're making. But I've been trying to spend this year very focused on like spirituality and meaning and the stuff that actually matters. And um, I, I don't know, I guess I was just in a mindset where, I was trying to focus on journaling and getting my thoughts on paper. And then I was in the mindset of beyond reason. So um, just kind of all came into one. But like the room thing, like why the room thing? Like yeah, where's that concept? <laughs> that just can't, that was just like yeah, a mind dump or? Yeah. Um, similar to our very last episode with Jiminy Cricket and just your inner voice. I just felt like I started typing and it just kind of came. Hmm. So. Because when I read it the first time out loud, I think last night. Um, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I, I just feel like sometimes it's it's very hard when you're starting to journey down a um, a uh, mission to find some meaning in what you're thinking. Mm. In the sense of like, it's hard to uh, communicate it to other people. So I, th this whole idea of a room finally came to me because everyone's been, we spend our lives physically, literally in rooms. So I, f I felt like using the imagery of a room because we all know what that is and know what doors are and what they represent physically right. would let us better understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's yeah. a good representation and yeah. it's something that literally everyone can relate to right. because even a newborn was born in a room. Right. So yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I do get that. And I, I love that. Um, when I had initially read this, 
Uh, my immediate thought was the fact that you kind of touch on it, this idea of like being in a room and kind of what determines you getting a, a key or going through another door. And so, I mean, I could have interpreted it incorrectly, but my immediate thought was, uh, you know, the idea of why we make decisions. Um, like my mind immediately went to weddings. Um, in the last two years, you know, between the pandemic and, and a lot going on, really the pandemic is the big thing. Um, you know, people, a lot of people got engaged in 2019. People get engaged every year. And I think people had plans to get married in 2020. And it was interesting to me to see how many people, without naming names, decided, okay, we're going to push it back to 2021. We're going to push it back to 2022. You know, we have to have that destination wedding or we have to have those 200 people at our wedding. And then there were people who just adjusted. And if their venue wasn't available by the time they wanted to go because of capacity reasons, they just went to a town hall. Um, in fact, one of my former classmates at, at in high school, um, she and her husband, I just saw, they just posted um, that they went to the city hall, they got married, and they don't even know if they will have like a big celebration at any point. Um, there are other people that I've heard of who they had these big weddings in, in place and they said, we're just going to see what happens. And when they got there, you know, the capacity numbers weren't there. The venues weren't open. They got a refund and they ended up doing a backyard 10 person wedding um, in comparison to their 150 person wedding. Uh, somebody else who I know was supposed to get married in 2020, you know, decided. And this was, you know, to me, I thought was a little bit um more of like the Christian faith, you know, both people in this matrimony um, have are virgins. So like their wedding was a, a bigger deal, I would say, to in comparison to like the, the norm. Mm -hmm. um, and they decided, look, if we get to our wedding date and we can't have our venue and everything like we've we've decided that we we're going to just go get married, elope, whatever the, the case may be. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason I'm bringing up these examples is because. You know, all of the couples that I talked to who decided we're just going to go forward, even if things aren't the way we planned, is because of the reasoning behind their decision to get married. The couples who decided to push things back, not to say that their marriages are, are, are worse or better or whatever, right. but I just thought it was interesting, like, you know, the idea of like staying in a room or moving to the next room, the people who decided to keep pushing forward knew I wanted to marry this person and I want to start a life with this person and I want to start a family with this person. Yeah. They wanted to go to the next room right. versus the people who were like, the party's important, the destination's important, the, you know, who's going to watch me get married is important. Like, those things were more important, and I think that kind of keeps them stuck in the place that they're in, yeah. and you're stuck in misery. Like, the people who haven't gotten married yet, you know, and again, not going to name names, but they're they're anxious every day. They're nervous every day. They're constantly stressed about, is this going to happen? Is it not? What's our backup plan? You know, what do we do about money? And I just think they're losing the concept of why you're getting married in the first place. And, yeah. you know, funny enough, like you and I even talked about how we we almost, this probably sounds bad, we almost wished that we got married during the pandemic just because it ended up being so many people at our wedding that we kind of were like, ah, oh, like it would have been maybe a little more intimate if it was just yeah. Derek and I. And I think one of the points you're getting at is just that you need to have the right intention about getting out of that room that you're in, you know, like exactly th that's kind of what you're speaking to. It's just that it's completely what I'm speaking to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I'm a good listener. You are. Um, you're the best listener. <laughs> you're a good writer too. No, but you're right. Yeah. I, I think that's, but I think that's how you progress right. into other rooms, which is kind of what you were saying. Like you don't know what's on the other side of that yeah, door. You can see the door. A lot of people know. Well, I don't think a lot of people know that they're in the room that I'm talking about. But then once you know you're in that room, a lot of people can see a door. But it's scary. You don't know what's on the other side of the right. door. And all the people that you're leaving behind have their own free will and their own choice to get out of that room, too. But they may not come with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about your personal intention and um, desire to get out of that room. That's mm-hmm. what reveals the the key or however you want to put it to get out of the room. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the other thing, too, that Derek and I started to dive into, which I think is important, is not just your circumstances, but who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Um, because I do think, you know, um, something that we've also focused on just in, in my line of work with news is the opioid crisis. Unfortunately, in 2020, we did see about a 13 percent uptick in opioid overdoses, uh, deadly overdoses, I should say. Um, And of course, people are going to say because of the pandemic, but I think the opioid crisis has continued to be a huge problem. Um, And people being stuck at home only made it a bigger problem. So, you know, I I look at like some of the, you know, people I'll interview about how do you overcome, you know, an addiction, things like that. The biggest thing they'll say is surround yourself with people who are going to give you tough love, but motivate you to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that means dropping all the people you're used to your friend group even family members um, people you know if you have colleagues that love to go out and drink every Friday and Saturday night and that's what you used to do like it's I think it's that same concept with the room that we have to be super aware of who we surround ourselves with because they're either going to motivate us to to go through that door or find what's on the other side or to just sit and you had a great example yesterday I'm totally blanking I think it was like the party setting you said something about like if you're sitting in, you know, like say you're you're at somebody's house, you've got the living room, the kitchen, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and there's. So, yeah. yeah. So everyone's been. Well, not everyone, but most of you have been to a party, I hope. Christmas party. <laughs> yeah, if, it doesn't have to be like a big not, we'll throw a party for you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there, there's always a certain no matter how extroverted you are, there's always a certain amount of anxiousness when you go into a party setting because it's all like you never know what's going to happen. And within each party especially i mean without covid um it's you know a house and there's many different rooms with many different people in it and when you go into a room with people that you don't know or don't jive well with the party and the whole atmosphere and your being and like your anxiety levels they all rise to the roof and you're miserable but then you literally just go one room over and maybe, you know, there's a friend that you haven't seen in a while. Or, or someone really interesting. Yeah, or someone you don't know, right, but someone who actually jives with who you're trying to be. Um, or that really good ranch dip, you know what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, that buffalo ranch. Oh, oh wow. sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> We're hungry. We're <laughs> recording at 1247. Uh-huh. Uh. But yeah, I think part of the struggle of getting that key to open the door into the next room is just who's in that room right now and sometimes uh, sadly we know we're in the wrong room and we know we're in a room where people we don't jive well with or aren't helping us with are in there with us but yet we still stay in it and i i think it again it comes back to like the fear of oh it's so scary of what's beyond that door change unknown um but i think that's where a belief in something bigger than yourself comes in because you know if you have a core belief that god or whomever you believe in some creator um does everything for good 
then clearly if you found a door, you should go through it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's a really scary thing, especially because, and it's not to, you know, put a damper on humans. I think we just naturally at the core were, were sinners, we're flawed. And I think we're complacent. I think it's, if something is safe, even if it doesn't make us happy, like how many people will sit in a job and they're like, okay, well I make good money. The hours are fine. I'm good. But you're like, okay, but are you excited about going to work? Are you excited about the work that you do? Do you get anxious about projects? Or do you wish, you know, time and time again that you are doing something else? Like you have to, I think the big thing that I think really comes back to Derek's poem is this idea of, you know, how do we have the strength to go through doors that we don't know what it leads to on the other side? And I think I would just kind of challenge people that, um, it's important if you are, you know, to almost like self-assess, you know, see where you're at. And if you feel like you're waking up and you just can't wait to get through the day or you're feeling like someone is draining you, like f- literally you are mentally, spiritually, physically, d- emotionally drained by someone or something or a situation or a workplace or, uh, you know, where you're living, if it's your neighborhood, um, whatever it may be, I think it's so important for us to self-assess see where we're at and really like diagnose do we take a risk and get out of the room I think that's like for me that's what I took away from it and I I know there are so many instances in mine and Derek's lives that we have had to walk through doors that we had absolutely no idea what was on the other side um and you know and and it's not going to always be, you know, rainbows and, you know, walking through a a meadow of flowers either. Uh, There have been plenty of times, I mean, to be quite honest with all of you, I think for a good year and a half, and even from time to time, I feel the same way. um, Derek and I were starting a life together in Vermont. I had finally landed the job of my dreams. I was anchoring at a station that respected me, that I loved. I had thousands of viewers who loved me like when chase was cooking and uh we were making chase and all that and he was not born yet um how many outfits did i get let's keep it pg-13 i know i'm saying like while i was pregnant (laughs) uh, we got so many outfits and blankets and hats and like things that like people who had never met me before were just so happy for derek and i to start a family and and i I was just very happy there i was very comfortable there and i loved love love my job i loved to get up at one in the morning and go to work um but because my delivery was so awful um, and I had horrible postpartum depression, we moved back to Connecticut to be closer to family. And for a good year and a half, I really questioned if that was the right thing to do because I couldn't find a job I was as passionate about. I worked with people who were not like the people in Vermont. Um, I felt a lot of pressure being around family all the time when Derek and I felt like we kind of lived our own lives in Vermont. Um, And there are still days where I'll come home and I will literally say to Derek, you know, what are we doing? Why did we ever leave Vermont? Um, and, And I do think did we walk through the right door? I mean, I, I, I do think we, we did. Um, but it's not to say that we walked through and we were like, oh, yeah, best decision ever. Like it, it took time to realize that we made that decision. So it's a new environment. Yeah. yeah. So I guess just don't always feel like even though you're taking a risk and you're, you're going to go and venture into a new room that right away it's going to hit you like, oh, yeah, totally worth it, because that may not be the case. Right. Yeah. You know, and I think part of the concept of the room too not to get too deep and philosophical but we're about to (laughs) drop the mic (laughs) i think 
the ultimate room that you end up in, at least in my mind, is like no room at all. I think the room represents our own like limiting self-beliefs and limiting community and the fact that we think we can only jive well with certain people and that we're only connected to certain people and we can only love certain people. And in reality, at least from what I believe, that we are all connected. And um, at Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 5 says, So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. So I think ultimately, like our end goal here, whether it's, you know, up in heaven after we pass, um, or whatever you believe beyond this world, or, you know, I think it is a state of being that you can get to even when you're alive, um, eventually that room is, there's no walls, there's no ceiling, there's no floor. You're just, you're loving others, you're connected to others, you see God in others, and there's no longer that fear or that yearning for some other room. You know, you're perfect, you're perfectly at peace, you're perfectly, um, I don't know, where you Satisfied. should be. Yeah. That was really deep. And like the perfect way to sum that all up. <laughs> it was really deep though. That actually was. I did not Thank see you. that coming. <laughs> like, I just got slapped in the face. Wow. No, but it's true. Yeah. I, I do I do love that concept. And I think that it's really neat, especially because we're living in a world right now where I feel like that is the end goal for so many people, especially in our generation, like to find unity, to find peace, to just l- like people and yeah. stop being judgmental. And I think- Stop putting up those walls that in reality are- not even there. But the only way to get to that place is when you're good with yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. if you've got a brokenness, which we all do, um, and I know that some people don't like that word. I'm not saying we're broken like we're messed up or we're awful. That's not what it is. But we're flawed. Uh, humans are not perfect. That's literally we are imperfect. We are perfectly imperfect is what I like to say. And, <laughs> you know, I think what you're saying is that when we can accept the good, the bad, and the indifferences, and we feel good about where we're at in life – you know, you finally step through a door where there is nothing holding you back or keeping you in a certain vicinity or keeping you around certain people like you just are at peace. Yeah. And that's ultimately when I at the end, um, I was trying to say, like, you know, our, our creator lives in each of us and we are a part of our creator. When we enter that final room, we define what that part is and stay in that being eternally when I read it again, I I feel like I'm still kind of, because my mind is still not fully, you know, um, where it should be in that final room. I'm still kind of like defining who I am differently than others. Mm. Um, but what I'm ultimately getting at is that we're all part of one single creator, at least in my mind, and we're all sons and daughters of God. So when we can finally like, you know, I think, anyone that's a Christian believes that in some sense, but when we can fully believe that and be that and just know that every minute of every day, that's where there is no walls and there's no ceiling in that room. And even if you're somebody who questions the existence of God, or maybe you don't have religion in your life, I think it's also that idea of this humongous picture. Think about if you were to look at any classic piece of art, any piece of art for that matter, you know, you start with, there's four corners on that painting and there's different colors throughout that entire painting. If you were to take off like one little snippet, like just picture this for a second, okay? Are you picturing? Picturing. Okay, I want you to really picture this. So I've got a just a square piece of paper, okay? I throw a can of paint on that piece of paper. 
Mm-hmm. But then I decided that, you know how they have like those those erasers where if you if you like put marker or something, you can actually erase it magic off. Magic erasers. Okay, so I'm gonna take a magic eraser and I'm gonna just put a little a little eraser mark on that piece of paper. Now you're totally focused on that little white spot in this whole Let's just say I threw red paint on this piece of paper. Now you're so focused on that white spot. Think about if there were billions of white spots on there. That's each of us. Okay, did you get that? Like, so, okay, so I'm going to say that again. (laughs) Already, like, you know, so if you don't believe, if you don't believe in all of us making up what God wants us to be, I I would really strongly make you even think just from a realistic perspective that we all are on this like planet together. We're all here together. We're all trying to do the same thing, right? We want to live. We want to live healthy. We want to live long. We want to have healthy families. We want to be educated. We want to do the best we can. We want to be successful. Like everyone has that goal in mind. Um, And if you look at this massive picture Like, if you're trying to figure out where do I fit in it, well, like, if you weren't in the picture, there'd be a white spot in a whole sea of red on your painting. Mm -hmm. Mind blown. Yeah. I don't know (laughs) why we decided to be, like, so poetic, but it's... Hopefully it worked. It's actually really nice. Yeah, watch. Everybody listened, and they're like, what what just happened? Like, what was this 25 minutes of my life? Right. And if that's the case, then please give us another shot next week. We'll we'll, we'll tone (laughs) it down a little bit. We'll tone it down. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like, wow. I think uh, I think it was all right. Yeah. Oh man, what if we get like messages that's like, guys, you really lost us there. <laughs> Please don't tell us that. That'll just make me really sad. But it's okay because I am gonna knock down a wall in my room and <laughs> I'm gonna walk through it and get through this poetic time of my life. Yeah. At the end of the day, I hope whatever room you're in, that um, that you're happy and that you can also keep pushing forward and that this podcast kind of helps you find some truths and some keys and all that good stuff amen to that my friend <laughs> all right we're gonna we're gonna go probably try to like decompress yeah our minds. And, and check us out on twitter we just started oh yeah derek's all about the twitter tweeted us no seriously what's our twitter name at beyond a reason ct yeah he's all about the twitter same thing on the facebook the facebook and uh i'm so old <laughs> on the uh check us on the interwebs the everyone and the <laughs> And uh, there's always our website. You could share your stories with us. And um, yeah, just check us out all over the webs. Yeah, and don't mind our dog snoring in the background. Oh my gosh, she is so loud. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, we love you. Yeah, yeah. Like the air